Today on Locked on A's, we are talking about Dermis Garcia. We're going to also ponder who could be the A's closer once they get into a safe situation. And then we're going to get you ready for Ken Waldachuk making his Major League debut on Thursday. Let's get into it. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 446 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we are talking about Dermis Garcia, who is homered in back-to-back games. What, the A's have a first baseman, question mark? Let's find out. Uh, we're also going to be talking about with uh, Zach Jackson and also Danny Jimenez on the I.L., Who's going to be closing games for the A's the rest of the way? Because they're going to win some more games. Are they all going to be blowouts? Are they all going to be non-safe situations? Or who's going to be getting the ball in the ninth inning with the A's up like one or two runs? And let's find out. Let's have a discussion. Um, It's probably who you think it is. Uh, And then later on, we're going to be talking about Ken Waldachek and getting you ready for his major league debut. He was the the big headliner in the Frankie Montas trade. He's going to be making his major league debut with the A's in green and gold at Nats Park on Thursday. Get excited, you guys. But uh, before we get into anything, today's episode is brought to you guys by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And before we start, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you guys have a question for us or you just want to like make some more A's friends, join our Twitter community. It's just on Twitter. Go on the app. Uh, click community, the little people button. And then uh, look for Locked on A's. We're there. Join the community. Pose a question. I'll answer on the show for you guys. Join the community. Make a friend. Uh, have some fun. That's all. <laughs> Tagline. Uh, Join the community. Make a friend. Have some fun. There you go. But let's get into today's episode, and let's start off by talking about the man of the hour. And there seems to be a lot of men of the hour of late, but right now we have to start by by giving a huge shout-out to Dermis Garcia, who hit his first home run uh, of his big league career on Tuesday, and then followed that up by hitting a second home run, a mammoth shot, 110 off the bat, went 467 feet, that's Dermis Garcia, the A's current first baseman. Maybe the A's first baseman of the near future. Probably not once Tyler Soderstrom is ready. But do the A's have something here with Dermis Garcia? Let's talk about that just a little bit. Uh, it's early, It's it. Honestly, it's too early to say if the A's do have something here because he's had like 50 at bats. It's not that many. But in his first stint with the club, he hit 313 and 16 at bats. And since being called back up in August, heading into Wednesday's game, he was hitting 333 in 12 at-bats and is also driving in runs at a very nice rate uh, in 28 bats heading into Wednesday. He had six RBI. He now has seven RBI in, you know, a couple more at-bats. Uh, it's a small sample size and all that jazz. But if my math is correct, that is 107 RBI pace in over the course of 500 at-bats. If you got 500 at-bats, he is a 100 RBI machine. He knows how to drive in runs. Granted, some of those 
are via the long ball, which is great. And he also is upping his max exit velocity because it was at like 9% heading into Tuesday's game, and now it's up to like 30th. So, hey, watch out, number 40 or whatever, whoever is over there as well. Um, he's doing better in hitting the ball harder. He's moving up the rankings in baseball savant. Um, and that's that's nice to see because he can crush the ball. He also has some swing and misses in his game. So we're, we're going to see what happens there. But I say let him play first base the rest of the way and have Brown and Stevenson and Pache and Cody Thomas roaming the outfield until Ramon Laureano gets back. And then you got a five-man crew that you got to rotate and I don't know how to use that. Uh, you got rosters expand. These are the guys that are going to be on the roster. Figure it out uh, is my thing, because you really want to see what you have in Dermis Garcia, and you got to give him at-bats to do that, uh, because he could be a guy that gets figured out very quickly. Like, in the next month, he could be figured out and not be very good at the major league level anymore. He could just be having a nice hot streak, but that could also play well for the A's because if he does get figured out, then he has a plan of attack for the offseason and heading into next spring training. So if he does struggle for the last couple of weeks of the season or the last three weeks of the season, that might be a good thing because he can work on those things over the span of months as opposed to trying to tinker here and there during the course of a season. And he can be ready to go and really try and excel. That could be... Next season is going to be his best shot to make himself a big league regular with the Oakland A's or anywhere, but he's likely going to have playing time with the A's and then where he goes from there, we'll find out. But he has to be right now. He's earning his his good look during spring training. He might not be the opening day guy, but if he keeps playing like this, he's obviously going to be the opening day first baseman. So he's he's putting forth his best foot right now, and we're going to see if that best foot carries him the rest of the season, or if he struggles a little bit, how he reacts to that, how he does after that. Can he cut down his strikeout rate? Can he keep crushing balls at this kind of a pace? Uh, can he keep driving in runs? Like, what is, who is Dermis Garcia, the big leaguer? That's what we want to find out over the course of the next month. And uh, it's going to be fascinating because I'm having a great time watching Dermis Garcia all the time. And a uh, quick little tidbit on some good news, potentially, for Dermis Garcia is on Wednesday, the home run that he hit off of Anibal Sanchez was the first just hit that he had against a changeup in the big leagues. Again, he has not been in the big leagues very long. He's got like 30 at-bats to his name. It's not a lot. But it is the first hit that he has on a changeup, and he crushed the crap out of the ball. It went 467 feet, you guys. I'm not going to pull up the tweet, but I believe Martini Gallego said that uh, in the StatCast era, which is from 2015 on, so, you know, seven seasons, sort of, with 2020, but uh, in the last few years with StatCast, this is the fifth furthest ball, I believe, in that the A's have hit uh, since, you know, Seth Brown hit one to like 470-something. So, hey, he's got some pop. We know Seth Brown has some pop. He has made himself into a big leaguer. Seth Brown can play a little bit. Whether or not he needs to play more or less, that is still up for debate. But he's a big leaguer. We know that. Is Dermis Garcia a big leaguer? We're going to be finding that out over the course of the next month. But he did hit an off-speed pitch. He'd been hitting 0-0-0, and I believe he had struck out on three change-ups. So, hey, that's a good sign. He can apparently hit off-speed pitches. That's great. Also, uh, while we're at it, 
I'm sure Anibal Sanchez, who's like 37, feels real great about beating up on a bunch of A's rookies. That's just mean. He, he probably looked at the A's lineup today and was like, ah, Seth Smith, not in the lineup. I got this. I, I thought that the A's could handle him like they did in 2012 and 2013. Apparently, that's not the case. The A's lost 5-1, to one, but, you know, I tried. I, I tried to will it into existence because of, you know, vibes and memories, and it didn't happen. But Dermis Garcia did provide us with a very, very nice highlight. I enjoyed it. And something else that I'm going to enjoy just a little bit over the course of the next month is seeing who could be closing games for the A's in the future, or at least getting a bigger late inning role. So we're going to be talking about that in the next segment. So stay locked in with Locked On A's. We'll be right back. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. Week one, right around the corner. Who's going to win? Who's playing? I don't know. Uh, But you can find out over at BetOnline because they are the best. Uh, BetOnline also is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, the NFL, right around the corner. Week one, who do you got? Uh, I don't know, the Bengals. Let, go with the Bengals. Joe Burrow was having a great time. So, Jamar Chase, like that. Uh, go Bengals, I suppose. I'm not a football fan necessarily, but I like them in the. I, I was rooting for them in the Super Bowl. Go Bengals. Uh, big Bengals guy over here. Uh, but head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, in the Twitter communities button, you just find Locked On A's. We are there. We got a, a strong group of people who are just fantastic. So make sure to join the conversation that is happening right now at the Twitter community for Locked On A's. But who is going to be closing games with both Danny Jimenez and Zach Jackson out potentially for the season. Danny Jan- uh, uh, sorry, Danny Jimenez is out for the season. We are uncertain as to what the deal is with Zach Jackson just yet. So let's just assume that they're both out for the season because there's a month left. Why rush it? What's going to happen with the ninth inning? Uh, y- you got to assume that AJ Puck would be the logical choice here. Uh, he has a 2.53 ERA this season, and getting him some late inning work, specifically the ninth inning, uh, could prove beneficial to his development for next season and beyond. So it would make sense to give it to AJ Puck. You could also argue that his outing on Saturday against the Yankees with a wild pitch that was saved by Sean Murphy, followed by a wild pitch that scored two runs that gave the Yankees a lead in the tenth inning, was not ideal. So you could say that he's not ready because he could not handle that moment against the New York Yankees, even at home, uh, you know, late in August and blah, blah, blah. But also, uh, the only way to learn is to pitch in those situations when nothing's on the line. So what what's the harm that could come of using A.J. Puck in the ninth inning or to try and close out some games? N- nothing bad is going to happen. The A's lose? Oh, no. Oh, no. The A's lost a game. They just lost a game to the Nationals 5-1. to one. Who cares? Nobody. 
the, the A's are kind of, I mean, they're not like tanking for the number one pick because that's not how this works anymore. There's a draft lottery. But uh, hey, better odds at a, at a better pick. Oh, well, the A's lose a game. Ah, A.J. Puck gets some experience. That's the that's my case. I say A.J. Puck. There's other there's other people, though. Other guys that throw baseballs with either their right or their left arms. So let's talk about some of those guys. Domingo Acevedo would be the other obvious choice if you're going to go with another guy who's having a good season and has been doing this all year. Uh, He did pitch the ninth inning in a non-save situation on Tuesday against the Nationals. So maybe that's Katze tipping his hand, but also maybe not at all. Because why use the guy that you would want in your safe situation in a non-safe situation without knowing how the rest of the series is going to go. So, interesting. Uh, Domingo Acevedo has a 326 ERA this season, but he isn't going to walk too many guys and get himself into trouble, which is something that you definitely want in a closer. You don't want somebody that's going to Brian Wilson it all the time, or, you know, for an A's fan, Lou Trevino it all the time, or as an A's fan, Jim Johnson it all the time. Who are some other bad closers in A's history? Hit us up on Locked on A's on Twitter. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's been some fun ones. Billy Koch, uh, loved Billy Koch. I assume he started a fire and then took the mound. Uh, <laughs> Uh, good times. Ricardo Rinblown, that, uh, he wasn't the closer, but still, huh, man, he had a nickname and everything. Anyways, uh, so based on performance, Acevedo deserves a look, but based on usage, I don't think that he gets too many save opportunities. Maybe he gets a save opportunity if, like, Puck is being used too often, and they're like, ah, let's limit his innings, let's not have him pitch too many back-to-back days or something like that. Then you could see Domingo Acevedo, but those are really the two main options, and, I mean... Maybe, maybe if, I mean, he's not up now and the rosters are going to be expanding on Thursday for September and there's going to be 28 guys on the A's roster and uh, he's not one of them yet. But uh, Garrett Acton, maybe if he gets called up in September, could get a look. He's been pitching okay in AAA, but he's been rising through the ranks. He's been striking guys out a whole bunch. Maybe they give him a look. They probably wouldn't use him in the ninth inning just yet. They probably, they're like, hey, here's a mop-up game for you at the end of September. Let's see what you got. Uh, That's more so how I imagine them breaking Garrett Acton in if he does come up this season. Uh, Other than them, I mean, maybe Zach Logue. Maybe, but he's probably still a starter, maybe a depth guy, depending on what what's happening next season. But it looks like the A's might have a decent rotation, depending on, you know, who's all there still. But um, if, if they trade, you know, Caprillian, which probably isn't going to happen, or Cole Irvin, who, and that's probably not going to happen either because they're both good and not expensive. So, uh, but back to Zach Lowe here, I could see him maybe getting like a multi-inning save or maybe even Hoel Piamps uh, here and there just because, you know, why not? Uh, they're both, they both could be with the team. They could also be DFA'd and, or, you know, non-tendered uh, this offseason. So who knows with some of these guys, but if the A's really wanted to have a bunch of fun, you know what they could do? Last game of the season doesn't matter at all. If they are up on, I assume they're facing the Angels to end the season. I, have, I haven't looked at the schedule that far in advance, but Let's say they're up 7-5 to five on the Angels, and they want to close out a game. Put in Sheldon Noisy, because he has been one of the A's best pitchers this season. He has a 0-0-0 ERA. He has a 0-0-0 whip. He has not allowed a base runner in two and two-thirds innings. Give the ball to Sheldon Noisy. Make him the opener. Let him go until his arm falls off. No, don't, don't do that, actually. Don't let his arm fall off. That would be bad. But um, I think that that would be fun. Why not have some fun? 
late in the season with Sheldon Noisy as the team's closer. <laughs> That'd be a good... I'm having a good time with that. And I wrote this yesterday, but I'm having fun. Anyways, uh, the answer should be AJ Puck. That's where I would lean. That's where I'm assuming Mark Katze is going to lean once given the opportunity. But given where he was drafted, and I know that that was, you know, years ago, but he has the the gravitas. He has the pedigree of a guy who can do this because he was picked sixth overall. So, yeah, sure. Uh, The season he's had is something that we've been hoping for for a while. Uh, He's been healthy. That's been great. And, uh, you know, he is... He has a p- potential future role with the club as well. So it, if you're working on development this season, which I've been saying they are working on developing these guys for when they are actually good, having a closer like A.J. Puck would be nice. Uh, just to you know, throw in some other guys. Kirby Snade can, can spin it. I don't think that he's going to be getting any opportunity in the ninth inning because I think he's working on his own stuff right now. So you use him when you can, but you want to... He wants to figure out how to be consistently effective. You don't want to throw him into a ninth inning situation, but like, go save this game. Um, so I don't think that that's going to be it. Uh, Norhe Ruiz just got called up, and he's given up five earned runs in six innings, spanning three outings. Uh, his ERA is 7.50, but his FIP is fielding independent pitching. So basically how he's actually pitching is 0.63 in those three outings. Uh, so obviously, limited sample size, obviously. But... He also has a 13.5 Ks per nine and a 1.5 walks per nine. So those are both really, really good stats that you could see in a ninth inning role or a late inning role. Maybe you give him some bigger leverage situations. Maybe not the ninth, but bigger leverage situations. Um, and since you're working on developing guys, maybe he, maybe he's the guy, if AJ Puck needs a breather, that you throw and you're like, let's see what Norhe's got and uh, find out this season, and then you can work him into like a, a seventh or an eighth inning role potentially next season. Uh, also, the A's bullpen might be s- kind of good next year because they're going to have A.J. Puck. They're going to have Danny Jimenez. They're going to have Zach Jackson. Uh, they're also going to be having a returning Diolas Guerra, who was fantastic for the A's last year. He's basically Domingo Acevedo this year, but he was that last year. So you have Acevedo and Diolas Guerra, and then maybe a Norhe Ruiz. Maybe a Kirby's need can spit it a little bit more consistently. You got Sam Mole still there. They've got some guys that can twirl the baseball. I'm not saying that the A's are going to be like a, a good team next year, but they've got some pieces. I, th- I think we've seen the makings of what could be a decent team next year. Maybe not 500, but a little bit better to watch on a night-to-night basis over the course of 162. So I'm excited. I'm excited about next year already. And it is August 31st, as I'm recording this, of 2022. Watch out. Playoffs are coming to Oakland in 2023. That's not going to happen. We'll talk about that as we cross that bridge in the offseason. But with Jimenez out for the season and and Jackson's status up in the air, Puck makes the most sense to close out games the rest of the way. That's my closing argument. There you go. There you go. It's AJ Puck. AJ Puck's the closer. It, he has to be, right? If he, if you have a difference of opinion, hit us up on Lockdown A's uh, on Twitter because I'd like to hear it. Uh, it looks clear cut to me, but make me an argument that it's somebody else. And then we'll be right back talking about Ken Waldachuk making his major league debut. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review either on Apple Pods or Spotify, wherever you guys can leave a review. 
please do so. They're very nice. They warm the cackles of my soul. Um, yeah, it's a good time. Also, follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. But let's talk about Ken Waldachek. We have already seen the debut of J.P. Sears, both as a Yankee and uh, as an Oakland A. And he's been great. And he's provided some excellent outings for the A's. And I just did an entire segment in the first segment about former Yankee farmhand Dermis Garcia, who was not part of that trade, by the way, just to make that clear. He was not part of the trade. He was uh, a minor league free agent that the Yankees just like left for anybody. And the A's were like, yes, that guy. We want the Dermis Garcia. And here he is just hitting 467 foot dingers in the big leagues. You love to see it. Uh, quick side note. I posed this question on Twitter and I said, which guy are the Yankees going to uh, regret letting go of more JP Sears or Dermis Garcia? Obviously Ken Waldachek is probably going to win uh, if I included him, but I did not. So who are Yankees, the Yankees and also Yankee fans are going to be the most upset that they do not have on their roster. Dermis Garcia or JP Sears. It's up now for the next, uh, I don't know, 22 hours. So have fun, uh, go vote. Uh, but Starting on Thursday, we are going to see the Major League debut and the headliner of the Frankie Montas deal, and that is Ken Waldachuk. In four starts with Las Vegas, Waldachuk has a 3.38 ERA in 18 and two-thirds innings pitch to go along with a 10.13 Ks per nine, which is solid. Not outstanding, but it's solid. And uh, it, that, that strikeout rate is also a little bit down from where it was with the Yankees. Because uh, with New York, he had a 13.22 uh, case per nine. So, you know, he was straight. That's, that's a good one. That's that's nice. 10.13, I'll take that. That's not bad. I will take I will take either of them. Anything over nine, I'll take. Anything double digits, I will take any day of the week. That means that they know how to strike guys out. Anyways, uh, his walks per nine are significantly down, though, with the A's. Uh, he's sitting at 1.45 walks per nine compared to the 434 mark that he had with the Yankee system. So that's a solid development. That means he's controlling his pitches better or he's getting guys to make weaker contact at the plate. So that's a very, very solid development for Ken Waldachuk with the A's farm system. But uh, let's talk about some of the stats, some some of the, the headliner stuff for Ken Waldachuk. He is a six foot four, 24 year old lefty. You love that. Tall, lefty, still young, still, but he's old enough to have figured some things out as well. He's ready for a major league debut, if you ask me, and his fastball sits in the mid-90s. It sits 92 to 95, so that means he can probably touch 97. So he's a, he's a mid-90s guy, somewhere in that range. And according to MLB Pipeline, his fastball plays up well, or plays well up in the zone uh, because of its shape and carry. That quote, his shape and carry, and consistently gets batters to swing underneath it, end quote. Uh, so that's that's something. He uses the deception, and then he gets guys to just not be able to hit his pitches. You'll love to hear about that. We're going to be able to see it on Thursday morning, so very exciting stuff. Uh, we also saw the ace target J.P. Sears in the same trade, the Frankie Montas trade, that brought Ken Waldachuk to the A's, and Sears is a deception pitcher. That is what he excels at, and Waldachuk uses both deception and his uh, in his delivery, the deception in his delivery, and also how his pitches are just shaped and how they perform to get outs. You love the A's are doing some some weird things. 
not weird, like in a bad way, but like, hey, they're, they're targeting some guys. Like, Yuzmer Petit was a guy. He was a deception pitcher who the A's had for many, many years who didn't throw terribly hard, didn't have great stuff, but nobody could hit him. And Bob Melvin loved him. So he was at Oakland A forever until Bob Melvin left. And now he's out of the league. So there you go. I, actually, he signed with the Padres on a minor league deal at some point. I don't know what happened to Yusmero Petit, but I hope he's doing well. But uh, back to Ken Waldachuk. On Pipeline, he is the A's number three prospect and the number 70 overall prospect in all of baseball. And then over at Fangraphs, he is the A's number one prospect and number 35 in all of baseball. So either way, the A's are getting a start from a top 100 prospect on Thursday. That's something to be excited about, I think. Late in the season, nothing to play for. You got Ken Waldachuk on your TV screens, ready to get you excited about 2023. And speaking of, that's the end of the Ken Waldachuk stuff, but speaking of top 100 prospects, former top 100-er Brent Honeywell pitched a scoreless. Remember Brent Honeywell? He pitched a scoreless inning on Tuesday night for Vegas, striking out the first batter he faced, and then he allowed a single, and then he erased that batter on a double play. He threw 11 pitches. Eight of those bad boys were strikes. Uh, I believe he's going to be pitching on Wednesday as well, but I'm pitching in between when the A's game ended and when the Vegas game is starting, so uh, I am not going to have that for you right now. I will tweet it out when I see it. It's probably in my Twitter feed, or in the Locked on A's Twitter feed, by the time you're hearing this. So check our Twitter feed. I'm going to be looking at some stats for Brent Honeywell once he throws some baseballs on Wednesday, because the plan was have him pitch back-to-back days. They were assuming Tuesday-Wednesday, Today is Wednesday, and he already pitched Tuesday, so we'll see. Uh, also, quick injury note uh, from Martin Gallegos, and that is that Ramon Laureano is going to begin a rehab assignment in Stockton. Uh, he's going to be DHing on Thursday and in the field on Saturday. There is still no timetable for his return. Would love to see Ramon Laureano back in the field before you know the end of the season and uh, see how he interacts with Christian Pache and maybe Cal Stevenson. Maybe that could be the A's opening day outfield. Something to get excited about. I don't know. There's some guys. I'm excited about some guys right now. Dermis Garcia has my un... Well, not undivided attention because I just talked about some other guys too, but I am very intrigued by Dermis Garcia. I'm going to be watching the, those his baseball savant page a lot uh, and seeing how guys are attacking him, if it's being effective, if he's figuring them out on the fly, what's going on here. And uh, yeah, he, he's interesting. I want to see more of Dermis Garcia. End of story. And we're going to see plenty of Ken Waldachuk on Thursday. So get excited about that. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. Now go make Sully and the Locked On MLB podcast your second listen of the day. He's witty and great and handsome. And he knows everything about baseball. So go find Sully. Uh, he's the number one daily league-wide podcast available anywhere. So that's that's a pretty cool thing for him. Um yeah, not gels at all, Sully, you jerk. <laughs> but uh, the Locked On MLB podcast is available on uh, wherever you get podcasts. They're on Odyssey. They're on YouTube. We're on all of these places, too. So wherever you're listening to us, go find Sully and Locked On MLB. He's a great time. And if you watch it on YouTube, super handsome fellow. So uh, go watch Sully. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I will talk at you soon. Hey!